Welcome back to the Basement Movie Room Podcast. Today we'll be taking a look at Equilibrium, Upgrade, and Shogun Assassin. I hope you enjoy it. We're here to now review the 2002 film Equilibrium, starring Christian Bale, uh, Tay Diggs, and direct... Oh, Sean Bain. Can't forget Sean, Sean Bain. Bain. Don't forget Sean Bain. And directed by Kurt Wimmer, who is pretty well known as a uh, writer and I think uh, does some stunt work stunt, and stuff yeah, like that. Guy, right? Yeah, so so Equilibrium is basically Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, somebody owes yeah, Ray so. Bradbury some some money from this. Yeah, also, okay. some some notes. It, it's similar for The Giver. If you read that book in like school, mm. that was a Caldecott Award winner book. I really love that book. It was a made into a movie a few years ago with Jeff Bridges. But uh, it, it had shares some uh, Fahrenheit 451 and The Giver stuff. So Fahrenheit 451 is, is and the movie was made on that one a couple of years ago as well with Michael yeah, Jordan. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty terrible. Yeah. So. Definitely basically, watch this over there. Basically, what's happened in Equilibrium, we're in a future society in which pretty much anything that causes emotion has been banned, and everybody's on a emotion suppressant, like, pill serum. Yeah. They have to take it every day. Yeah. If they don't take it, they can be jailed. So, well, Christian Bale... Incinerated. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Bale and Sean Bean are members of the Grammatine Clerics. Yes. Those are the people who enforce this uh, rule of no having books, paintings, things like that. Nothing that can make you feel anything. They, uh, father thinks that this makes society better. There's no war, no anything like that. So it, the movie opens up with Bale, like, and being in this, like, raid, I guess is what you would call it. Yeah. And you get your first taste of gun kata, which Kurt Wimmer developed for this movie. Essentially, it's a, a style of guns, and, and and you can see it's kind of it's for John Wick. Yeah, it's, is, it's very cool. It's very cool, and it's post. This is post Matrix. <coughs> yeah, Matrix ninety nine. I mean, so. I don't think the Matrix did this kind of, this type of style. I mean, everybody kind of compares the no. styles to Matrix around that. No, it didn't. It didn't have this that. Is, but this, this is, is a different type yeah, of This style. is Gunkata. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Christian Bell has the big scene where he runs and slides on a door and takes out all these guys. And, and clearly it looks, if you really look at it, it looks really stupid, to yeah. be honest. It's like he would definitely have died. Yeah. But it looks really cool, ultimately, if you kind of take your brain, like, close your brain off and take it for what it is. So. Suspend your disbelief. Yeah. So <laughs> he takes these, these people out, and you see that they've discovered the Mona Lisa, and they burn yeah. it all. So that's the Fahrenheit 451 connection. Yeah. They're burning all art, all books, everything. Nothing that can, like, open your mind and get you to think differently from the collective. Uh, you get, like, views of William Fickner is in this movie. You get, like, one panning shot where William Fickner is in it. It's like, oh, well, I recognize that guy. Clearly, he's going to be a character later in the movie. And you also get an indication that Sean Bean may not be completely sure about what their job is at this point. So Because he has a book. Uh, I can't remember what the book was that he had. Oh. It, it, it was uh, it was William Keats. 
It was Keats. It was, yeah. it was poems by William Keats. That's what it is. Now I remember. Yeah. He, he so, yeah. you know, Christian Bell sees him with the book and he says, oh, I'm just taking this to have it destroyed myself. And clearly, you know, at this point, Sean Bean is compromised and that he's not taking his medicine and that he's understanding more about what these rebels who are into things. So ultimately, Christian Bell has to take out Sean Bean. Sean Bean dies in this movie. Spoiler alert, but yeah. who who would have thought audition. Sean Bean would die? It's probably an audition. For England, James! <laughs> so, Been dying forever. so he takes him out, and he gets a new partner played by Tyrese Gibson. Yeah. No, not Tyrese. Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. I get those guys mixed up all the time. I really get them mixed up. Tyrese, Fast and Furious. Tay Diggs, model guy. Other movies. Tay Diggs. So, Christian Bale starts questioning his reality and stops taking his medicine. He has two kids. His wife was taken away some time ago. It's never really clear how long ago his wife was taken away yeah. because she stopped taking his medicine. So, she's gone. She was she was executed. And for, supposedly the kids turned in. The kids, yeah. The wife. Supposedly. I think yeah. that's kind of the indication is that yeah. the kids turned it's in the wife. It's not very clear. Yeah. So he stops taking it's his medicine. It's not very clear to the cleric. <laughs> cleric, cleric. <laughs> he stops taking his medicine. We're introduced also to the like the head of the Grammaton clerics, who's played by uh, Angus Robert McFadden, Bruce. Robert the Bruce, Angus <laughs> McFadden, Robert yeah. the Bruce, which yeah. is what I call him every time I say it. I mean, yeah. it's, like, it's Robert the Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Which he was in a movie a couple years ago, Robert the Bruce, which is like a pseudo sequel to Braveheart, and it's supposedly absolutely fucking terrible. <laughs> so. Angus McFadden plays the head, and you get kind of this indication that they're suspecting that Christian Bale is is becoming like more aware yeah. of what's going on here, and that maybe he may be a problem. So Tay Diggs constantly is like right on him. I mean, you get the Tay Diggs character has no no chill. Yeah, no. like you clearly know that he's going to be a problem. Yeah. yeah. So Christian Bell ends up meeting Emily Watson, who who is Sean Bean's girlfriend. We come to find out, and she's a violator of like having books and not taking her medicine, and like he almost forms a a, a romantic relationship with mm-hmm. her in prison while she's in prison, and uh, she ultimately gets incinerated. Yeah, but it's a very he, odd. Romantic, he's off his yeah. medicine. And he tries to save her, but he can't. And there's this whole scene where he goes out, and there's puppies, and he doesn't want the puppies to die. It's very sad. Puppies dying is the worst. I mean, there's dogs dying in this movie. They don't show it on screen, but you hear it, and it's terrible. Like, you don't kill a dog in a movie. Damn you, Kurt Wimmer. (laughs) So, ultimately... Golden Retriever? Yeah, yeah, they kill kill lots of them. It's so sad. So sad. So... Ultimately, they figure out Christian Bell's off thing, and him and Tay Diggs have a showdown where he fights Tay Diggs, and he kills Tay Diggs, and then he goes in after Angus McFadden's character, the head of Grammaton, and he's he's basically like, you know, what we're doing here is wrong, and Angus McFadden's clearly never been on the medicine. These guys, yeah. these leaders are, are like corrupt power. as hell. Yeah. They're, they're just after power. They're keeping the people down to keep their power, and we get the ultimate... Face yes. slice. Yep. He slices Angus. It's Angus McFadden's face, well, right? There is so, a pretty. There is a pretty good uh, uh, twist that happens before all that. 
that you go into it. I probably about we we watched it a couple weeks ago. So, so uh, so Tay Diggs wants Christian Bale to kill uh, certain uh, certain people that they found with art and all that. Yeah, Fickner. It's yeah. Fickner's character. And, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Whole and uh, and they switch guns. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, that's right. And he, he there's like a gun him, thing. He was like, no, you should kill him. And he gave him his gun or whatever. They switched guns, and uh, so ended up killing him. Blah blah blah. Came out that Christian Bale. They they found out that he was not taking his medicine. Blah blah blah. And he was a friend feeling. Yeah. And they took him before uh, Robert the Bruce. <laughs> Keep going. <And>, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember his name in the movie. And yeah, at that point you're like, oh, he's he's done. You know, there's gonna be a big fight right here. And instead, you forget that they switch guns, and he turned the tides on Tay Diggs. He frames Tay Diggs. He framed Tay Diggs. To where he got arrested, yeah, and taken off. But ultimately, we discovered that nobody fell for that. Yeah, nobody fell. Yeah, for it was that. kind of a waste of time, yeah. to be honest. At the at the time, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But then it's like, uh, like five minutes later, it was like, eh. yeah, it, it didn't matter. It, it didn't. Matter. Yeah. yeah. So, so which, that that was a cool twist, but they didn't play it out like it should. Have been. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, we figure out that father, who all these people are. Are following has been dead for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, no, it's not made super clear. He's just fake. Yeah. And that Angus McFadden's character was essentially leading this whole society, mm-hmm. and that that it's all a sham. Essentially, it's just yeah. a power grab. Is all it is. So, Chris, I don't know that I can't remember if we get we get any resolution to the whole thing. It's just Christian Bale and his kids, and it, ultimately we figure out his kids are not taking their medicine for yeah. a long time since their mother disappeared. Yeah. And that you know the dog, they, the little puppy survives as they well. They turn him in. Yeah, and he thought he, Bale thought his kids were going to turn him in mm-hmm. because he wasn't. He knew his his oldest son knew where he was stashing his medicine. Yeah, which yeah his, point, why don't you and, and they were investigating him, and the oldest son took him away. Yeah, basically. So, and I assume he didn't flush him because they probably have like yeah, sensors yeah. or something yeah. on that. True. But, I mean, ultimately, he takes down the main guy, but there's no indication of what actually happens to the world after that. I guess we get yeah. no ultimate indication of that. It just goes into chaos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a good movie. I mean, I enjoy this movie a lot. I, I remember watching it years ago, and, mm-hmm. and I was a big fan of Kurt Wimmer until Ultraviolet came out, and that's a yeah. steaming pile of garbage. Uh, look at it. It's right there on the screen. Yeah, it is right that's there. That's a piece of shit. <laughs> Do not watch that movie. I almost... Bad. I did not walk out of theaters, but I almost walked out of Ultra, Ultraviolet. And the only reason I went to see it is because Kurt Wimmer directed it, and I almost walked out of that damn movie. You went and saw that in theaters? Yeah, oh, I did. Man. Yeah, no. Malco Cinema in Cordova, Tennessee oh, is where no. I went to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to see it, and I almost walked out. Yeah. But nonetheless, Equilibrium, good debut so for Kurt Wimmer. Yeah. I, I, don't th- I don't know if he's done much since, to be honest, uh, yeah. other than Ultraviolet. I don't know. But yeah, the fight scene with... You know, Christian Bale and Tay Diggs. Was, yeah, was, it's great. Fight it scene. Yeah. yeah, it's all very good. I, yeah. I mean, it's a very, it, it's a good movie. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's like you know a must watch, but it's fun. if you're into kind of like sci-fi and Matrixy type stuff, mm-hmm. this is definitely. 
like out of the Matrix clones that came out in a few years after the Matrix, this is one of the better ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bale is great in it. Bale's great in everything. Almost a predecessor to the Wick type of... Yeah, it has that the, the, yeah. the gunplay. Yeah. Gunplay, definitely John Wick. You know, Chad Stahelski and uh, the other guy who directed those movies are clearly, you know, familiar with this yeah. movie, I think. Because, you yeah. know, like the do, 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 all the double gun yeah, and lots single, of Lots of yeah. Matrix stuff. Yeah, lots of Matrix yeah. stuff. I mean, it's clearly a Matrix clone, mm-hmm. but it's one of the better ones. You know, you got tons of Matrix clones in the few years after Matrix. Acting's really good. Yeah, acting's so. good in this. Like, Bale's good, Bean's good. McFadden's good. Tay Diggs is good. Uh, uh, Emily Watson, she's good in everything, but she's good in this. And even his kids are uh, pretty good. Uh, the, the leader of the underground. Oh, Fickner. Yeah, Fickner. Yeah, William Fickner. Yeah. yeah. He's good. He's, 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 he's good in everything, too. He's, he's, yeah, he's, one of those, he's one of those actors like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's had some bigger roles. He's had smaller roles. This is, this is a good role for him. But yeah, it's all very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot, I cannot say I wouldn't recommend this movie. I'd recommend this movie to anybody who likes kind of like a sci-fi. Ray Bradbury, Fahrenheit 451 is one of my favorite books as well. So anything that's, that's and I, I still haven't seen the HBO movie because they say it's terrible. Yeah, but no. this is probably the best adaptation waste, of Fahrenheit. Yeah, so don't waste your time. Yeah. Uh, like Bradbury's Martian Chronicles and, and Fahrenheit 451 is like two of my favorite books. Like I was really into Bradbury in high school. I read all his books and those are great books. And this is a good adaptation of that. It's not perfect. And then The Giver was one of my favorite books in like middle school. I read that in middle school. Yeah, it's a, so it's a good. Yeah. And, and The Giver, smash. The Giver is, is like those pills that they take. That's yeah. from The Giver basically okay. where it doles all your senses. You see in black yeah. and white. Before, you know. Fahrenheit 451 is a mindset. Yeah, yeah. And Fahrenheit 451 is yeah. burning books. Yeah. Giver is like that pill where you, you have no emotions. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I don't remember any soundtrack to this. There's not really much. It's, it's kind of like a, a generic techno. techno yeah. 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 Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, not wasn't much to that. Yes. Yeah. It's no Hans Zimmer doing no. soundtrack. God. <laughs> yeah. It gets yeah. better the more yeah. I listen to it. Sorry. Yeah. It's for another day. That's another day. All right, so uh, let's go to rating. I'll let yeah, you go first since I went movie. first last time. I, I love this movie. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It kind of resonated with me. Um, you know, I would give it like a 3.8. That makes sense because I'm going to give it a 4. Yeah. And I don't think it's like classically. I give it a 4. Yeah, I don't think it's classically a 4. Yeah, I do I, love this movie it's it's like probably in three five zone really yeah but I really enjoy it and I think Bill's performance elevates it a oh, bit yeah. for me because uh, he's really good I don't it. know who else you could put in that role at that time I mean, this is only a few years before Batman begins yeah. too right. I mean this is this is like before Bell really I mean Bell was in stuff obviously Psycho. Empire of the Sun when he was young oh well, yeah and American Psycho was what ninety nine. It was somewhere in there because yeah. that's the reason I watched this movie because yeah. Bill because they love American Psycho and then Batman yeah yeah and Empire of the Sun he was a kid yeah yeah so, so this, uh, this might, is, have check, might have checked that one out yeah on here yeah so, this is worth watching though yeah you should check it out that's it for Equilibrium let's move over to Upgrade Upgrade <laughs> I can't help but say it like that because of idiocracy but 
reviewing Upgrade, which is a uh, film from uh, yeah, a few years ago, uh, directed by Lee Wannell. Uh, you may know from, uh, I believe, Saw. He was an actor in Saw, I believe. And starring Logan Marshall Green, really the only character that I truly recognize, the actor that I truly recognize in this. So upgrades the story of Gray Trace, that's his name, yeah, Gray Trace is his actual name, in the show, in the movie. Uh, he and his wife are in there, uh, you know, you kind of open up, you're introduced to Gray, who's kind of like an anti-technology guy. And him and his wife go to deliver a car to a guy who's like a, a tech billionaire type guy. He lives underground in this like compound and they're delivering a smoking abandoned firebird to him. It's pretty awesome. So when they're there, his wife, you know, introduces herself and she's like, oh my God, you're so-and-so. I can't remember his name right now. And she's like, I work in a field similar to yours. And he's like, no, your field's nowhere like mine. And he shows them this chip that is like this ultimate thing that's going to change the world. So as they leave, their their car malfunctions. and It's like an auto-driving car that you don't even have windows in, essentially. Malfunctions and crashes. And these guys come up and they kill Gray's wife and they paralyze Gray. So Gray's in the hospital. Gets out of the hospital and uh, he's a quadriplegic. He can't use his arms or his legs. And uh, he's offered the opportunity. Uh, he tries to kill himself. He's in the hospital. He's offered the opportunity by the same billionaire, tech billionaire, to get his use of his legs back through this chip that he had showed them earlier. So he agrees and they install this chip in him called STEM. And he gains the use of his limbs back. However, Stem starts talking to him at some point, and he realizes that Stem actually can control him, and that, you know, just because you can use legs and arm doesn't mean Stem is maybe a good thing. But he also uses his opportunity to investigate who killed his wife, discovers that Stem can overtake his body and help him in this uh, endeavor, and... Uh, you get some pretty good action scenes, oh, pretty yeah. awesome fight scenes. Like the camera work yeah. and the fight scenes in this Great. are amazing. It works so well. Like it's fantastic. Like the the angles that they use and the, like the movements of the camera and things like that are very good. So he get he goes and finds this one it's, guy. It's not the shaky camera. Yeah, it's not. It's, go, it's, it's actually <laughs> working with the movements of the fight. Yeah, and we're, we're talking about as well that yeah. like his movements are very robotic yeah. because it's STEM controlling him, yeah. and STEM's essentially an AI. He's a robot, but he's allowing Gray to control it, but it's still very robotic. It's like, you know, these kind of movements, you know, yeah. like very, very particular movements. So when he gets up, you know. Yeah, it's very intentional what yeah. he does. Yeah. So he goes, he, he starts investigating this murder because the police aren't doing anything. And you meet the police detective that's investigating murder. It's a young black lady who's investigating the murder. And he's not, you know, happy that they haven't solved anything. So he decides to investigate himself. He has to, he signs this agreement that he'll still pretend like he's in a wheelchair. So he takes his wheelchair out and is investigating this murder. 
And he, of course, gets out of his wheelchair and goes in this guy's house to see if there's anything to indicate. Because uh, uh, Stim had figured out where this guy lives because he had seen, like, a tattoo that he recreated that showed where this guy lives that the police probably couldn't have done and there's no reason all, for him to all traces from that yeah so he goes to this guy's house and the guy ends up coming home while while gray's in the house and gray gets in a fight and essentially stem says gray let me take over and gray and, and stem is pretty badass yeah in the fight but gray's very hesitant yeah gray's hesitant about this he yeah, doesn't like lady. it he's not a fighter really yeah and like they end up killing this guy through a Pretty brutal knife cut. Yeah. I mean, it's woof. It is rough, but like again, the fight scene is fantastic. Like there's that whole like where he bounces off the ground. The camera's like, yep, like yeah, it's it amazing with, camera work. Low, yeah, the, and it may be CGI. Movement. I don't know. I don't know. But it's really fantastic camera work. And, and that's not the only fight, but that fight in particular kind of lets you know kind of how the movie's gonna work. So, Gray moves on. The police are starting to investigate that murder, the one that Gray actually did, or Stem technically did. And Stem's talking, talking to Gray, and Gray's talking to Stem, trying to figure out who the next person they can go to is, which leads them to a bar called, uh, I don't know, Old Ones or something like that? Old, Old Bones. Bones. Old Bones. That's Old what Bones. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he finds another one of the guys who kind of hijacked him. And, oh, man. That scene is rough as well because Gray kind of gives over to Stem to torture this guy, and it's like cutting this guy up. Basically, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, it, it's 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 rough to see. It's yeah. rough to see. You don't see it, but you hear it. Yeah, not and then you it. see the results. Yeah, that, 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 that does so much for that scene. Not actually seeing, like you yeah. know, the first kill. That was cool. Second. It was just like, oh my god, just hearing it without seeing it? Yeah. Like, I don't need a visual on Yeah. And it's uh, very it nice. Well, it it's nice frontage. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So, you know, Gray gets more information there and, and he keeps moving forward with the investigation, but he's starting to think that STEM isn't all it's cracked up to be. And then STEM tells him that the guy who created STEM is trying to shut him down. And so he has to get this hacker. He makes it to the hacker, and the hacker kind of frees Stem from the requirements of the the inventor, and uh, which allows Logan Marshall Green's character Gray to escape the guys and kill the guys who are after him. Who are the other couple of guys who Murray, killed his wife and paralyzed him? And, and the interesting thing, these guys have like guns in their hands. That's kind of cool. Like they load the guns right up here on their bicep. It's, yeah. it's very, very kind of cool thing. And like all this is like future technology, but it's like technology you can see actually happening. It's not like so futuristic yeah, we that you can't talking, see it. We were talking about that. We're, like, yeah. we're not too far away. Yeah, we're not far away. That's like 50 or 100 years away, yeah. probably at best. I mean, there's like Alexa type stuff and... And robotics and AI. Your, your island counter is basically yeah, it, a touch it, screen. It's a touch screen. Yeah. 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 It's no, very it's not far off. Very much close, yeah. for sure. So Gray ultimately is led to believe that the creator of STEM is the guy who had 
his wife killed and him paralyzed to have this implanted. So he ultimately goes to this guy's house because he knows where it is. I mean, he delivered a car there at the first of the movie. And, and ultimately that guy reveals that he's not the one in charge and that Stem has been running his company for years mm-hmm. and that Stem wanted a human body. Just a body. And that's where I'm going to stop because I don't want to reveal the end of this movie. It's already spoiled for you, but I don't want to reveal the end of this movie because I think it's an amazing ending. Pretty, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. It's, it's, it's an amazing ending. Yeah. The movie overall is pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. It's like not enough people watch this movie. I, I think it's I think it's got a pretty good following. You've never seen it. I've no, seen it but I've I've heard you've heard about it, it and yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it leading up to this and yeah yeah this is one I you know, did you look up about it. who did the score? Oh yeah, um, you know what the score reminded me of is Beyond the Black Rainbow. That kind of like hard like yeah, kind of like yeah. Synth score. Well, I was I was thinking <laughs> you said it, you know, Blade Runner. Yeah. Evangelist. We just died. died. Yeah. yeah. That was Rip. that was the first thing that came through my yeah. head, but it was not. It was a uh it was a it's trying to look up the composer. Look it up. We got like <laughs> yeah. eight minutes. Uh composer. It was like Jed something. It was it was an off upgrade movie. Jed Palmer. Jed Palmer did the music for this movie, which I've never heard of Jed Palmer, so, but I thought it was good. Yeah, it was, didn't take away from the movie, it added a little, little bit to it. Yeah. You know, everything you want in a composer, you want to be too overbearing. Yeah. So. Uh, It worked. So yeah, that's Upgrade. Yeah. I mean, Upgrade's fantastic. Really cool action, really kind of uh, interesting story. I love, I love the camera work. Yeah, the camera work With the fights, it was, it added an element to this movie yeah. that, you know, you didn't really get with like, movies like The Matrix, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely Matrix-esque. But I think it was. You brought it up. It was better. I thought the fighting was the better fighting than Mike Major's Resurrections. Better. Yeah. The fighting's way better. Oh, 100%. So. But like the camera angles and stuff. Was, yeah. It did it for me. Yeah. So, All right. Let's yeah. rate it. Yeah. What um, you got? I got to go with a solid four. <clears throat> solid four. Got a yeah. little it was slow at times. Like, okay, let's, let's, let's move it along to the next thing. Uh, but pacing was okay. Yeah. Ending was amazing. Yeah. That did yeah. it for me. Yeah. I'm at a four work. as well. Yeah, camera yeah. work did it did it for me. I mean kinda figured out the plot. Yeah, yeah you kinda figured out what was going on. Yeah, on. You, you do, you do. So you know. Um uh, poor man's Tom Hardy is fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That wasn't Tom Hardy. No. No, it's Logan Marshall Green. Oh, that's right. Looks a lot like yeah, Tom Hardy. He does. Yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah. Poor so man's, yeah. Poor man's four and four. Oh, four. We're equal. It's yes. a it's a must watch. In my check opinion. it out. You should check it out. And now for our last film, Shogun Assassin, a sort of foreign film, but not really. 
Shogun Assassin is a 1980 film, at least in the United States. This is technically a recut of a couple of the Lone Wolf and Cub films from Japan from like 1974 and 1977. I can't remember the exact films. There's like Baby on the River Sticks and another one of the like the original Shogun films. Mm -hmm. uh, not Shogun films, uh, yeah. Lone Wolf and Cub yeah. films. I think the first one and Baby on the River Sticks. So this is a... Um, American production of those films, which is just recut and dubbed over. Basically, it follows the story of the Shogun of Japan's headsman, played by a very famous Japanese actor whose name I'm never going to remember and I'm never going to be able to say. And he essentially comes into conflict with the Shogun. Because the Shogun is getting very old and kind of losing his mind and like, looks like the monkey yeah he does yeah. look like the monkey king type monkey character king. that you yeah. would see so the shogun decides that he needs to kill his headsman who has a wife and child so he sends his ninjas to go after the wife and child and they end up killing the uh shogun's headsman's wife who um, is innocent of all this. I mean, and then they have a young child who's probably about, like, I don't know, a year old at best when this happens. So the Shogun, you know, declares that he is no longer going to work for the... Sh uh, not the Shogun. The Assassin declares that he's no longer going to work for the Shogun. He's going to go on his own. So you have this scene where the Shogun's men come to the um, Assassin's house... And say that he needs to, you know, declare loyalty to the Shogun. And he refuses to do that. And he kills, like, a bunch of men. Because he's the yeah. greatest samurai in Japan at this and time. We, we brought up Harikari. Harikari. Yeah, yeah, which we reviewed earlier on the channel. Yeah. If you want to check that out. It was, it was a very it, similar scene. It's very scene. similar, except there's a real sword involved. You know, yeah. he's fighting off a bunch of guys. And the Shogun's there. And, and so he gets to the gate. And the Shogun's there. And the Shogun says... Okay, I will let you go free if you defeat my my son. And the son's like, I'm going to kill you. And it's all dubbed over. It's very goofy dialogue, to be honest. Oh, there's some <laughs> terribly hilarious lines. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> so they have a duel, and they think that the assassin's going to lose because the son's in his eyes, but he planned ahead, and he has the baby on his back. The whole the, time, The child yeah. on his back. And, and he has, like, a mirror on the child's head, and he gets in the eyes of the Shogun's son and cuts his head off. And there's just, like, this blood spurt of the head, and the Shogun vows to kill him. He's not going to let him go. <laughs> you got the trailer playing up there. there go. So he lets him go, but he's going to come after him. And this that wasn't even in the movie. Yeah. So he, he sends his ninjas after him. That part was. Yeah. And... Um, Throughout the the film, you're constantly getting these scenes of him pushing this cart with this. I don't know. He's about probably about three yeah. when most of the seven. The kid that's about three, and constantly ninjas are coming after him, and you're showing these fights between the assassin and the shogun's men, including uh, one of the other one of the shogun's other sons. He kills another son of the shogun. Right. Yeah. Um, that was so, on the water. Yeah, in the yeah. water, yeah. the waterfall scene, which is a very yeah. cool scene. I, I think all of this. There's is a very, lot of really cool wide shots. It's very in stylized. Yeah, yeah, it's very the stylized water, shots. The, the uh, desert scenes yeah. were pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of so a lot of cool stuff. They figure out they can't really kill this guy 
with the regular ninjas. So they go to the female Assassin's Guild, which is... Oh man, that scene <sighs> with that guy. They just they the female assassins like the main ninja for the Shogun is like, oh, you know, you guys are just women, you can't do anything, and they like we'll challenge your best man, and they just cut that guy to pieces. Yeah, they're like, like bring bring your best warrior. Yeah, bring forward. your best warrior, and they cut off they his say, arms, legs, yeah. everything. They're it's like crazy. Try to escape. You know, they surround. Yeah, surround him. And yeah, they say try to escape the building. Yep, and. He tries his best. Even when he has no arms and no legs. Yeah. And no ears. Mm-hmm. They cut off his nose. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of prosthetics being thrown out oh, there. Man. There's guns. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, oh, wow. in this recut, you get you get some... Uh, we're seeing stuff on the screen right now that doesn't even happen in the movie we watch because this is a Lone Wolf and Cub trailer, probably. Yeah. But... Throughout this, you get the Shogun, uh, the Shogun sending men after the assassin, his former headsman, and the headsman fighting him off, including, like, the cart. It's got all kinds of, like, defenses on it, like yeah. these knives that pop out that cut angles off and just all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, the blades that come yeah, out, the, the blades that come out. <laughs> they, and the kid oh. is, like, like just straight he's up got, involved in yeah, all of this. He's got... He's got lines attached to his legs and stuff yeah. that, that he can kind of control. Yeah. Pieces, pieces of the cart, you know. Yeah, it, it's it, wild. It's really cool. Yeah. It's wild. It's very cool. It's very stylized. Uh-huh. And. Oh, that one, Eric. And a lot. No, no. You're watching, I think, <laughs> Long Wolf and Cub yeah. trailer in, in general. It's all very stylized. Very, like, a lot of the samurai films you would see today are copying from this film, in fact. Like. The blood just oh yeah spraying out of these people, and you also have the um, towards the end. I think that's from the River Sticks movie, where the three assassins are on the boat. Yeah, and and, and like that, that whole storyline where he has to kill the brother of the Shogun. Yeah, and we even brought up the uh, you know the the three guys the the three death yeah. guys yeah. Is being from uh, yeah, big trouble in little big China. trouble in little China. Those, they were, they, they like, clearly took it took replica. it from here. Yeah, yeah. from uh, or big trouble in little China. Oh yeah, afterwards, yeah, so. big trouble in little yeah. China definitely takes some some stuff from this as well. Oh, was, so was, yeah. so the main character and I can't remember who he's played by, but it, it's it's a famous Japanese actor and he's he's fantastic. He's kind of like not your typical like muscular villain. He's kind of chubby to yeah. be honest. And, yeah, and then the kid, normal. the kid is fantastic in this. He, he's very good. He, he, and the kid is like the narrator of the movie. And he, at some point, he's like, "My father has killed three hundred and fifty men, yeah. or something like." Yeah. And, and from that point, I started trying to count, and you lose count of how many <laughs> men he kills after that. The next uh, that scene, he goes and kills three people. Yeah. So and he like, says three fifty three. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah he the kid's like three hundred fifty three. Yeah. It's yeah, funny. Yeah, it, it's really fantastic stuff. Yeah, um, it's not perfect, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's terrific, and, and and I would say watch Shogun Assassin and then watch Lone Co- Lone Wolf and Cub because they're very different. I, I think Shogun Assassin is more played to be more action heavy, and Lone Wolf and Cub is more of the full story. There's like six Lone Wolf and Cub movies, which I'm going to buy, and we are going to watch those at some point. 
because uh, together a little bit. Criterion yeah. released all those, so they're well well respected movies in Japan, obviously, and and in the world. So, but yeah, this this movie, like the ending, <laughs> spoiler alert, the ending scene with the um, the three hat three hat guys, the three mm. um, savages. I can't remember what they're called. Three savages the or death. something. Oh, the the, death, the uh, brothers of death or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. That, that where he slices that guy's neck, he's like, I always wanted to, to slice somebody's yeah. neck like this and like, hear the sound because he had the and claws. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, it's one of the, the dialogue is yeah. absolutely silly. So the dubbed over yeah, version. The dialogue, the yeah. dubbed over version is yeah. absolutely silly, but oh. it's it's also fantastic. Uh. And and I saw this um, recently before I showed it to you. At Late Night Grindhouse had like a movie marathon, and I went to a few of the movies in that movie marathon, and this was one of them, and I thought it was amazing, so I had to show you. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I don't have much. Oh, the music, yeah, a lot of, a lot the of music cool is oh, like yeah. a like a super synth. synth, very cool though. Yeah, I really like it, it. That's part of, part of what I like about the movie. I think the the synth music in this would have been is better than like any any of the seventies. Yeah. You know, honestly, music, what it reminded me of, a previous review of ours, Beyond the Black Rainbow. The music in yeah. that. It's okay. so similar. Like yeah. that, that synth, you know, that kind of thing. So I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was, the, yeah, the music was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, kind of like a rock synth yeah. type 80s music. So No, I will say that it, it drug. Um, Here and there. I, I uh, did doze off. About three quarters of the way through, it got like, okay. <laughs> Let's get someplace. Yeah, you know it we're, does we're do just that. doing the same thing. It, it's here. Certainly can. so, but the the final scenes with the three death brothers or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call them, I can't remember. In the desert was really cool, you know, when they were gone. Oh all yeah, all three hats blew off. Yeah, that was and nice. then the final scene was with the ninja lady, and. Uh, the son narrated how, spoiler, I mean, if you're here this long, you yeah. probably won't be. But, it is what it is. Yeah. The son narrated how he never saw his dad not kill an assassin. Yeah. And that was the first time. And he yep. he let her live because she had to go back to the Shogun and commit suicide. And she also looked like his wife. Yes, and yeah. that was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. She reminded him of his wife. Yeah. So uh yeah. yeah. It was it was enjoyable. All right. Little uh like I said, a little draggy. Yeah, it can be. Through it. But uh overall, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's rate it. All I right. will uh I will let you go first because mm. I think my rating's gonna be higher than yours. Yeah, I think so. You know, out of uh, I can't can't go higher than I gotta go. I'll go three seven. <laughs> I knew you were gonna be way lower than me, because I'm at a four five on this. Four, I, five. I adore oh. this movie. Nice. I when I watched it in the theater, I was just like, I fucking love this thing. Yeah. No. I, and, and it's just like it's not a great movie, but I just I I have a con. I don't know. I have a connection with it. I guess yeah. it was just fantastic. That's why I wanted to show it to you. So four five three seven. Yeah. We're like at a. Four zero yeah, between us, still you know? over four. Yeah. yeah, so that's it. 
watch, uh, check out Shogun Assassin. You can buy the DVD pretty cheap. I got it for like seven bucks on eBay. Thanks for listening to the Basement Movie Room podcast. We hope you'll join us again and be sure to rate and review the podcast if you don't mind.